Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode, hey Jewel. Hey kiddo. How you doing over there? We just got back. I am so happy to be home. (laughs) When the three of us got off the plane at JFK last night, I felt like the happiness and joy was almost palpable. It 100% was. Going away is my favorite thing in the entire world, except second to coming back from being away. There's nothing like it when you get home, you get in the shower, you get into your own bed, your own sheets. It is really a special experience. That post-flight shower, hits. it hits different. It does hit different. That's It's the best feeling in the world. I know. So we were on just for a moment on Friday because we wanted to quickly talk about the Kardashian finale, but I have a feeling personally, and I don't know if we're going to get the screeners for this reunion, so I don't know if it'll be released on Thursday or Friday. Either way, though, I have a feeling this is going to give us a lot more than the finale did. I have a lot of faith in Andy in this circumstance. I think if anybody else was hosting the reunion, like obviously we love Ryan Seacrest, but we've seen him do these kind of reunion quote unquote episodes in the past where he interviews the family about what happened throughout the season. And I just feel, and I've said this before, it just kind of repeats like a lot of stuff. Like we know the big moments, we don't need to hear it again. But I do feel like with this, I have a lot of faith in Andy's ability to uncover those questions that we are dying to get the answers to. Well, yeah, because I think just stylistically, I remember we had read this article a little while ago that said something to the effect of like, you know, it's always very important for Chris that there's never any visible type nastiness between them when they're discussing even intense subjects, which never was going to be a thing. And obviously that's very prevalent on Housewives reunions. That being said, I think the one consistent between like a Housewives reunion and something like this is that you really have to get down to the specifics to ask the good questions. So stuff that your average person may not think is actually meaningful really carries a lot of weight if you know that one small answer. And I just have a feeling that the production team and Andy is going to do a good job on that. We'll have to see, but that's my feeling. 
Yeah. And I also think Andy's just overall willing to go there. Like there's a lot of questions that we have, and you saw it already in the previews about Tristan, about, you know, whether Scott is giving his blessing to Courtney and Travis. Like, I just think that Andy is willing to go there more than most people are. It's crazy that on Watch What Happens Live, he asked Rinna about Scott. And that was the day that she said that, yes, you know, he met everyone. He came over. He met her. He met Harry. And now on kind of a flip setting, he's going to ask the family about Amelia. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. So let's get into the episode for this week. I just wanted to make an announcement from now on the black owned business or any other business that we're highlighting is going to go in the description. So every week you'll find that and some other things also there. You want to start with Kanye and Irina? I would love to. Well, if you guys remember, I think it was two episodes ago, we gave it as one of the bullet points and we wanted to preface by saying like, We have no idea if there is any sort of legitimacy to this at all, but we just wanted to mention it because enough rumors were circulating. And then they were photographed together for the first time in France, presumably celebrating his birthday. It's his 44th birthday. Just for context, she's 35. And the source said, quote, Kanye and Irina met up in the beginning of spring and had been in touch since, but they did not start regularly seeing each other until a few weeks ago. He pursued her. What do you think? I don't even know. I mean, this is so interesting to me. And I obviously feel like there's nothing negative to say here. I just didn't expect it to progress so quickly. Well, or is it progressing so quickly? Or is it just that we know so quickly? Because for Kanye, if it's somebody that he's known, right? Like he knows is quote, good people. Taking them on a flight to France for his birthday is very equivalent to somebody else going to lunch at Cipriani. And I was actually thinking about that earlier, how you just simply can't compare certain things in terms of celebrity relationships to regular relationships. Because obviously in our own world, if you had told me you were going to France with somebody, I would be like, oh, wow. But going to France for Kanye is the least big deal in the entire world. So it's not an accurate understanding of how quickly the relationship is moving. I just guess I thought there would be a lot more speculation until we actually got photos. And I did not expect the first photos to be ones of them on vacation together. Oh, I was shocked. I love when that happens though, because when we had discussed it as a rumor, it's like you have to preface it with that so that you don't sound stupid for even believing it a little bit. But then once you get these, you're like, okay, so there was some truth to what we were hearing. Because we said that on the episode, we were like, we have definitely heard this from people that are not just Dumois. Yeah. And it is interesting that they do have somewhat of a past. Like they have known each other. It's actually when Kim and Kanye first got together and Kanye flew Kim out to Paris for one of his fashion shows, that was the show that Irina was walking in. Isn't that very full circle? Extremely so. I saw something when I was scrolling Instagram this morning. I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was just a caption, but it basically said, you know, if the roles were reversed and this was Kim being spotted with a guy for her birthday in Paris this soon on, she'd be called every name in the book, something to that effect. And I do think there's a lot of truth to that. Oh, definitely a lot of truth. It is interesting though, watching celebrities dating post-marriage or post-serious relationship because there are, that I saw that tweet as well and it's a hundred percent, right? Like Kim probably would be called every name in the book had this been something where she moved on so quickly But I think as a whole, we love examining those post-marriage or post-serious relationship breakups and then who they're with next. So I don't know. I think there's some element here that's like, we're just interested, like no negative feelings, no positive feelings, just extreme interest. 
Oh, same. I I don't mean that I don't care one way or another, but to be honest with you, who he dates is definitely not the thing that's keeping me up at night. Like I'm far more interested in who she's dating. I just think from multiple perspectives, like if this was anybody, I would just be interested in the progression. But on top of that, like knowing the insight we've gotten about Kanye and how he is in relationships from his relationship with Kim, automatically that makes whoever he's dating just feel like you're already more in the know than you ever were before, even if that's not rooted in truth. Oh, absolutely. With whoever Kim is going to date next, I feel like we will have a much more emotional attachment to that situation. Like you're looking out for Kim a lot more. You're way more interested in the things she's doing and who she's with and you care way more about that person. I think with Kanye, it's just general intrigue because you're trying to picture who he could ever really be in a relationship besides Kim with and how that person is going to adapt to his personality and his lifestyle. So it's a very different investment in those two relationships or two potential relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that's very fair. And I wonder what Irina's thinking. Same. I would do anything to, I I wonder what Bradley Cooper's thinking. Yeah, that's a good one. I would love to know what Bradley Cooper's thinking. Same. So full disclosure, we're re-recording this particular segment because right when we had finished recording the episode, the photos of Ben and Jen at Nobu Malibu came out and there was just no way we weren't going to have this conversation again framed with that context. So don't you think that was the right call? I mean, a million percent the right call. (laughs) So what we were going to say before those photos was basically, I'm sure you guys saw this, but this article came out from E! last week basically saying that a source told them that JLo's packing up her Miami rental and that she's going to be mostly between LA and the Hamptons this summer, but that LA is kind of going to be her base and that she's looking for school for the kids in the fall and all of that. And then there was another article from People that basically just said that, you know, JLo's mom really does give Ben her stamp of approval. They spent some time together in Vegas and she apparently was always into the idea of them, was upset that it couldn't work out and feels from what this article said, you know, very much a sense of happiness about their rekindling. I love the two of them gambling together in Vegas. Well, JLo's mom, do you guys remember this? In 2004, she won $2.4 million in Atlantic City, which I don't care how rich your daughter is. That's a huge amount to win at a casino. A huge amount. She was out there playing the slots and just winning left and right. <laughs> I can only hope that she had some more luck in Vegas at the Wynn Hotel with Ben Affleck. But Guadalupe and Ben Affleck together, I mean, that is a show. All of this is a show. This is so good. Okay, so then literally we finished recording the episode and Julie sends the link. The one where we saw it was from uh, Twitter handle at Andrew Grutt. We'll put the information in the description. And he writes, probably the most compelling 13 seconds of film shot this year. And it's a video of them at Nobu. And yeah, they're holding hands. They're kissing a little. But I think what was so interesting to the public was – this was a dinner where they were with Max and Emmy, JLo's kids, and they were also there with her sister, who I guess it was her birthday. They were celebrating her birthday, but that does seem like kind of an intimate family gathering, and especially being with the kids in public just seems to feel different. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It was that video of them like kissing and hugging and Max showing him the phone and That was just wild to me. I cannot explain why. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because I've been really skeptical about this whole thing. But just seeing it play out like that, it's everything I could have asked for. It is the dream come true. I I really feel that way. I mean, I think just in general, the way that this relationship has progressed has almost felt, I don't want to say too perfect, but you were the one that kind of said it feels too much like a rom-com. And in so many ways, I 
feel that. And at the same time, I feel so grateful that we get to live this out. I actually feel that looking at it through the lens of it being a rom-com playing out in real life has actually helped me get more on board with this because at first I was like, who do they think we are that we would fall for this? And as they're progressing, obviously it's looking more like it's a real thing plus everything we've heard from outside sources, which is not super close sources, but every everybody who has the somewhat of a knowledge on what's going on has said that this is for real. So for me to be able to look at it and be like, it's playing out just like a rom-com. I'm watching two people play out a movie that I would fall in love with if it was a real movie. I'm just going to go with it because it makes it better that way. When you're watching a rom-com, you don't care that they're actors. You want them together. Now I'm just watching a rom-com play out in real life. Right. And also we happen to like the actors if they actually were actors. And we also happen to like the people. So it's, it's kind of a double. It really is something else to see them at Nobu with the kids. I have to say the thing with JLo is that if this was all publicity, I don't think she would ever for a second bring her kids into it. So that does give it a real sense of legitimacy in my eyes. Yeah, it's legit. I mean, we know that. Who knows if it's going to last, but based on what we have heard, like I fully believe that it is for real. I just, the two things that are overwhelming my thoughts, we've definitely said this before, but now I really can't stop thinking about it is when she realized that the A-Rod breakup was inevitable. And even, you know how they say that women, a lot of times, like in heterosexual relationships, kind of check out sooner mentally than they do physically. So even if she knew that this was done and the actual breakup didn't come for a month later, whatever it was, I would love to be able to pinpoint when in her mind she started even thinking about Ben. I'm not talking about when she reached out to him or he reached out to her, however that went down. I just want to know when the idea of Ben came into her mind, if it was always lingering, if it just came in actuality, that's my first question. And the second thing that I just have to mention is, I mean, Julie, we were at that table next to them on what, Wednesday? Like on Wednesday. On fuck, we were there, what, four? I mean, out of, listen, a, slight, a sighting is a sighting, but that particular sighting, you and I would, would have fucking lost it. No, that one hits fucking different. It's one thing to see a celebrity. It's another thing to see J-Lo and Ben Affleck at the table making out, hugging each other, celebrating her sister's birthday. That is just, that is something that's a once in a lifetime spotting. It really is. Also the People article that's like, the kids kept chatting with Ben. Ben seemed great. He was smiling and laughing. They ordered a lot of food to share. Ben had a Diet Coke. I was like, thank you. I actually genuinely appreciate those little elements as to an order. Do you think that the article is specifying the Diet Coke because of the sobriety aspect? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I don't care about it because of that aspect. I'm just interested in general. <laughs> I mean, listen, a Diet Coke is the greatest drink in the world. So good for Ben. <laughs> we had a lot of Diet Cokes this last week. Too many. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I mean, I don't know, guys. I'm telling you, this is real. This is happening. And if she starts to spend even more time in LA, I think that that would be very telling because A-Rod aside, JLo and Miami have always seemed kind of very intertwined to me. See, I would have expected that she would have split her time between LA and Miami, not LA and the Hamptons. I know, but the Hamptons is such a spot for her. I know. it's. I mean, listen, she's got the ability and the power to do all three. So it'll be very interesting to see where she is this summer. But I have to say with JLo, the thing that I'm impressed the most about is not her relationships. It's the extreme ability to maintain relevancy and still be at the top of Hollywood because that is, it is masterful the way she does it. We have not gone, I would say two or three months without JLo being 
a top story every single week. It really is pretty remarkable, especially because I feel like a lot of times this comes up with the Kardashians specifically where, you know, Kylie changes her nails and the next day it's a Daily Mail article. And while people are annoyed as to the oversaturation, they also recognize that it just is par for the course and it does keep them relevant. The difference is JLo is a not that the Kardashians aren't real A-listers, don't get me wrong, but JLo is the definition of an A-lister. And even by the standards of people that would dislike the Kardashians, appreciate her stardom and appreciate, you know, JLo's talent and all of the other things that she is famous for. And so the fact that she almost gets written up as if she's a Kardashian while still maintaining the regal ways of being Jennifer Lopez, I think is a pretty unique combination. Yeah. And it's funny because especially in the earlier seasons of Kardashians, Kim and the rest of the family, but specifically Kim, would always reference JLo as the pinnacle of whatever she was talking about. If she was talking about fashion or fame or whatever aspect of celebrity life Kim was discussing at that point in time, JLo was always her point of reference. So to be able to talk about them very comparably in terms of fame, and I do think that they're an amazing comparison to each other just in terms of the fame aspect, not really the talent aspect, obviously. But to go from that point to this point is is a really full circle thing. I don't know. I didn't expect to be talking about JLo and Ben Affleck this much, but I never want to stop. I never want to stop, weirdly enough. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. So I'm sure you guys have seen this. And honestly, I don't even know if this is, I guess, substantial enough to cover, but I kind of just really want to just because I'm curious what other people think about it. So on Friday night, I'm sure you guys saw there were paparazzi photos of Angelina Jolie leaving her ex-husband, Johnny Lee Miller's apartment. And I'll read the one part from page six, just to kind of describe the scene. It says, quote, the newly single 46-year-old actress was seen arriving at her British ex-husband's apartment building in Dumbo on Friday night, carrying only her Louis Vuitton purse and a pricey bottle of Peter Michael wine. Jolie, wearing a long tan trench coat over her outfit and a face mask, arrived at Miller's home totally alone without so much as a bodyguard to see her inside. Jolie reemerged three hours later around 10.30 p.m. And, I mean, they have a lot of history together. I don't know if you guys know this or remember this, but basically what happened was in 1995, they were cast together in Hackers. And 
they fell in love immediately. It was one of those kind of like whirlwind romances. And they were married the next year in March of 96. And this made so many headlines because she was 20 at the time that they got married and she used her own blood to write his name on the back of a white shirt that she borrowed from him for their nuptials. So this was like pre-Billy Bob Thornton wearing blood on their necklaces era, but I guess you could say the introduction to this perception of Angelina Jolie. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Angelina Jolie perception is so interesting because I think for a lot of us, especially our age, we know her as the version of Angelina Jolie that was with Brad Pitt, which was a much more subdued version than, you know, the years before had seen. So we get this version of Angelina Jolie that's this humanitarian, a kind of private actress was married to Brad Pitt. Like it's a very different Angelina than she was when she was with Johnny Lee Miller and Billy Bob Thornton. So it is interesting to kind of see this new version of her that we know leaving her ex-husband's apartment as a completely different person. And I believe they've stayed in touch over the years. I don't think this is like a rekindling example. I'm sure that when she's in the city or when she's in New York, she sees him a couple of times. I just think the bulk of it that's so interesting is the two versions of her kind of meshing together. Oh, of course. I mean, the the arc of Angelina could be its own separate thing. And yes, you're right. Because for context, it was a very short-lived marriage. They separated in 97 and officially they divorced in 1999. So it only lasted four years total. But she has said in the past, there was specifically a 2004 interview with B Magazine when she said divorcing him, quote, was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. Again, that quote comes up now and now it feels like sexy and enticing and we're all wondering what that means. And honestly, if you're me, you like want to take that and kind of run with it. Does that really mean anything in the scheme of things? No. Also, let's keep in mind that was 17 years later, but it is just interesting. They could be completely friends or who knows? I mean, my wish for the summer and the remainder of this year is just exes being seen together. Like that is the theme of what we've seen already. And that is what I want to continue to happen. I just think there is no greater news story than two exes being spotted together. Yeah. Well, I was going to say we could really make this the summer of the X rekindling if we manifest it hard enough. I mean, <laughs> in our own lives as well. <laughs> oh God, you're cracking me up today. <laughs> no, listen, there's something to be said. I'm sure if you're listening to this, obviously people have had really toxic X experiences and that's very real. But I do think on the flip side of that, there's just something to be said for that comfort, right? Like as I'm talking think about it and see if you can know what that must feel like going to your ex's apartment after nothing really bad happened, but you had just broken up. And the first time you see them, I think that there's that comfort there, not just sexually, like also just to be around a person and not have to go through the same bullshit of, you know, the, the very kind of superficial questions. I just think post potentially post quarantine, people are craving that. I also think that when you're just a celebrity in general, the idea of going back to an ex is so much safer than going and meeting someone new and having to figure out someone new to trust and who is actually compatible and who you could date in this crazy world. Like if you have an ex that you trusted and you broke up for whatever reason, maybe it didn't work out because of distance or scheduling or it just like wasn't the right time. I think there's a huge amount of safety into in going back to somebody that you at least know that you can trust. Oh, for sure. I think you're 
yeah, your average person has that. And then when you're a celebrity, that's just taken to a completely other level. Right. Like when I look at JLo and Ben, it's like, of course you're going to return to that person. First of all, he's probably so representative and she's probably so representative of such a specific time in your life that I'm sure at this age and this like stage in your career, you really crave. And it's just, you know that no matter what, that person knows what you've been through, knows your past, knows who you are. You don't have to worry about meeting somebody new and trying to teach them all of that. Teaching is really exhausting. You know, even even for the most narcissistic people that I think enjoy talking about themselves constantly, I think it can get really exhausting. There's something so nice about somebody just knowing you and like knowing your heart, really. Right. And then that's the whole thing also with celebrities who either have known each other previously or have dated previously kind of starting their relationship at a place where most people would consider that like a serious point because you move past all the bullshit in the getting to know you stage and you get to start like a little bit more middle. Yeah, exactly. Which I think sounds like a dream. I do too. So I don't know. We'll keep you posted on that. I don't even know if there's anything worth reporting. I think they've probably seen each other a bunch of times, but there's not going to be a paparazzi shot with her almost like mysteriously in a Louis Vuitton bag, face mask, and a bottle of wine. And we're not going to talk about it. That just feels crazy. No, that would be ridiculous. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Switching gears to potentially the most opposite thing that could ever happen. And this isn't even on the outline and I don't really want to get into it. I understand that like, we're probably lowering ourselves to even mention it, but we got a lot of DMs and I just want to really quickly. This whole fight situation between the YouTubers and the TikTokers, specifically it was the Austin McBroom Bryce Hall fight. It's we can talk about the actual thing in a second, but just in general, I can't believe we're living in this time when like the dueling of social network stars 
has become such a prominent thing in almost mainstream. Like, I don't think this is so crazy to call it almost mainstream. It No, I don't think it's the craziest thing ever. I just think the actual concept of it is the craziest thing ever. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did we get here? I do not know how we got here. It's it's really bizarre. I mean, personally for me, for if anybody doesn't know, there's been this rise in YouTuber versus TikToker fighting. And so we saw that really the helm of it with Bryce Hall and Austin McBroom. Bryce, obviously a TikToker. Austin, obviously a YouTuber. And they were both talking so much shit ahead of the fight. Bryce completely got dominated. I can't watch fights. like it, Even if I don't like the people involved, it just freaks me out too much. But just to kind of watch the social media around it was really interesting from like an observatory place. When we were sitting together and you looked at me, you were like, oh my God, I have to check in on the Bryce fight. I was like, who are you? And like, why do I also care? <laughs> that, exactly. You couldn't even make fun of me for too long because you were like, wait, I actually want to know. No, Isabel was like, what are you guys talking about? Our joke was with Isabel. Please tell me you guys get this. They they must. You guys know the famous TikTok of Tana where she says like even the paparazzi team price on God. Julie and I had a bet that Isabel wouldn't know what that was. And we asked her and she had no idea. It's just so interesting because your TikTok and my TikTok for you page are like practically synced to the second, which is so scary to me. Like we'll send things at the exact same time without even realizing it. Or like, I will text you about something that I just watched and you can literally see the text pop up being like the Tana thing while you're watching it and you'll send me a screenshot. So in my head, like you're my bigger, biggest comparison to who or like what is going on on TikTok because it's the same as what I'm seeing. So when you introduce Isabel, who has just an entirely different for you page and does not get any of the content we get, doesn't really know any of the people, definitely doesn't know most of them by name. It is just a wild experiment to compare the two. Yeah, it really is. And it makes me think of how many other people are on TikTok yet having a completely different experience. It's wild because then there are some that are so universal where like, you say the third mom, and if you have the app, you know exactly what we're talking about. But then you can mention the most famous people on TikTok in your eyes, and there will be people that are just like, no, they never come up on my For You page. I have no idea who Vinny Hacker is. Right. And to me, that's like a legitimate celebrity. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. We don't have to get into a full discussion, but don't think that Julie and I were not paying close attention. And I should also say, don't think that we, all three of us, weren't paying close attention to the Trisha and Ethan falling out with frenemies, because- that is some shit. I, I'm i like upset. I think it's so upsetting. I haven't honestly done my research enough. Like I haven't watched all of her videos, all of his videos, and I don't know if I really will, but it's, it's very sad actually. I really do think at the bottom line, it's just sad because I think he felt like this time was going to be different and that he showed her, you know, like I think he felt like he really showed her that he was going to be there for her unconditionally. They are family now. I mean, she's engaged to Moses. If this wedding goes through, they are going to be related. And so it adds a completely other dynamic that can't really be even compared to other things that she's been a part of, I don't think. Yeah. And I also thought he was just good for her in general. He kind of grounded her. He, I don't know. I just really enjoyed seeing them together and I felt like he put her not to give him the credit, but the frenemies and having this steady podcast that she was doing, I felt like was putting her on a really good path in terms of the way she was being perceived by the public finally. 
And to see her kind of walk away from that was, it was just sad. I felt sad for both of them, which is weird because I don't know when I developed this emotional attachment to frenemies or either of them, but apparently I have. Well, I think just in general, even if Trisha is like one of the most problematic people, when you see somebody that you can tell their mental health is seemingly on the up, like you always want that for anyone. Right. And so like, I think we all felt as though frenemies was a really clear representation of like how it was going for her, which even if you disagree with like 98% of the things that she says, you still want her to be healthy and be doing well. And it just, it's just sad. Yeah, totally. Okay. Let's take a break and we'll come back with Kardashians. Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors. And everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans. Everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And we all know, like, I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. And I got originally from them the Fry Family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic non-stick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, Once you get these, you're going to want to get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need. It's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com promo code CBC. So let's start out with Kanye's birthday. And there's not so much here, but just two things we wanted to point out. First was the mere fact of Kim and the rest of the family posting, which I think we completely expected to. I think it would have been really weird if there wasn't that like celebratory energy just because they are big birthday people. But then Chloe had posted a photo of her, Tristan, Kim and Connie, and she captioned it, happy birthday to my brother for life. Have the best birthday, yay. Sending you love and endless blessings. Kim had commented just like a balloon emoji. And some random person, like a total troll, responded to Kim and said, I'm sorry, Kim, the whole brother for life thing is too petty for me. Your sister Bond should be much more strong than feeling to need to say that. Your divorce was so hard on you, even the pictures just uncalled for. There's so many other pictures. Google could have been her friend. This wasn't cute, but I'm glad you're this wasn't cute, but I'm glad you're being strong through it all. And Chloe responded to this commenter and said, Why are you even commenting on something you know nothing about? You don't think me and my sisters talk about one another's feelings? We're with one another every day. This is my family, not yours. Don't comment as if you're in the know unless you're actually in the know, weirdo. I know we have spoken about this before, but doesn't it always kind of catch you off guard the things that Chloe is excited to respond to? It always does, especially because, I mean, this one happened to be a long response and like a very purposeful one to respond to. She responds to so many comments on her Instagram. It's actually unbelievable to me. Like, and it's not even like she is responding long things or even substantial things. It's just kind of an acknowledgement of like, I see your comment on my page, not just her friends, like a lot of fans that comment. So it is interesting what she takes the time to respond something long to versus just a response of acknowledgement. And this was one that obviously was purposeful. And I'm sure that she had seen 
kind of like Kanye birthday discourse on both Twitter and Instagram a lot and how the family was responding, who specifically was responding, if they thought it was weird that Chloe was responding, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that she very purposely picked one to respond to knowing that it would make a news story and can just kind of shut down all the other talk. Yes. And I hear that. And obviously it's so much easier said than done because it's like, I feel like our first and so many other people's first reaction to say, come on, don't go to their level. You don't own these people anything. And I get that. I also think that when you're being inundated with people misrepresenting like your intention or your character, you get frustrated and sometimes you just snap. I I get it. It's just always, I sit back and now that I think, honestly, probably because we've seen on the show the way in which they do social media, that this probably was not a calculated decision. She was probably scrolling through, saw it, and in the moment decided to say something. And I just, I don't know, you know, the whole thing is just fucking crazy. Like the fact that this is what it's even over, that she chose a picture with Kim and Kanye in it. Yeah, it was so strange. Like, to me, that's one that's not even worth responding to because anybody who sees that comment, and by the way, it was like a reply comment to Kim's comment. So it wasn't even like it was on her actual, like a standalone post. It was like, you had to kind of look through the replies to see it. But this was one that A, was so buried that no one else would have really acknowledged it. And B, was kind of so ridiculous that I think that anybody who saw it would be like, okay, that's ridiculous. Obviously, she's allowed to post a picture with Kim in it to wish Kanye happy birthday, especially if Kim had already done so. So it was just very strange. Very strange. And then right after that were the news stories that he apparently unfollowed Kim and the rest of her family on Twitter. She's still, at the time that we're recording this, the only person he follows on Instagram. I don't know that he was ever following them on Twitter. So I didn't even know that this was a thing because that happens a lot. But you think that's true? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know when that unfollow would have happened, whether it was specifically during this week as it's being reported or if it was a while ago, but I do believe that he unfollowed all of them. I mean, I believe he was following all of them at some point. I guess it's hard to tell because Kanye is so weird about social media as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if he unfollowed them. Very strange. And then right after this came out, there were headlines. I'm sure you guys saw saying, you know, Kanye unfollows Kim and the rest of the family on Twitter. At the time that we're recording this, he's still following just Kim on Instagram. That's the only person. It's not that I don't believe that he unfollowed them on Twitter. I just, like, I believe that he was following them at one time. I just don't know when it was. I don't know if it's just happened a while ago and this is now conveniently being brought up because of his birthday, which is a very common tactic that, that media uses. So I don't really know. It doesn't feel like that big of a deal to me, though. No, it doesn't either, especially because what's funny here is that when we look at the followers, the unfollows, and we've spoken before that we don't really pay too close of attention to it, depending on the person. But when we look at those things and we examine them, we're usually looking at it for a sign that something's off. We're like, oh, specifically with, let's say, TikTokers, like, oh, these people were dating and now this one unfollowed this one. Like, we know that they're headed for a breakup or we can presume that that's a breakup scenario. And this specific unfollow, we know there's a breakup. We're not looking for any signs of something. We know what the deal is here. So if he did unfollow, I guess what that's either pointing at is things aren't as, uh, you know, playful and nice as we kind of maybe would have wanted them to be between him and the family, although we don't know that for sure. It's just a guess there. Or the other thing that we can say from this unfollow is like, maybe it even happened a while ago. Like maybe we're just, 
you know, it's not Kanye's social media isn't one to play super close attention to when he's not active. When he's tweeting and he's posting, that's when you kind of kick it into gear and you're like, okay, what's going on with Kanye? When he's not posting and there's maybe an unfollow or a still follow of Kim on the Instagram, it doesn't really mean much to me. I feel the exact same way. It is so insignificant to me. And honestly, I would go as far as to say with a lot of them, you know, maybe Kim is the exception, but think about it for so long, Scott and Sophia weren't even following each other. Right. Like the way they do shit is just kind of weird. (laughs) Right. The way everyone does shit is kind of weird. Like celebrities just don't use social media in the way that we do. And that's what's interesting about the TikTokers though, going back to it is that they are kind of quote celebrities that a hundred percent use Instagram and social media in the way that we do in terms of like very high school, petty, unfollow, refollow, all of this. Like that is very much when they do that, it's so that it gets picked up. They want people to see that they're no longer following that person. I don't think the way that other celebrities or more mainstream celebrities use social media like that, I don't think they're necessarily going for the news story about it. Sometimes it's just a follower and unfollow and you don't even really realize it. Or like they have a burner account or a Finsta that they use mainly. So to be following or not following somebody on their main account almost doesn't matter because a lot of the times they're not even running that themselves. Exactly. I feel the same way. I really do. Right. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. In terms of other social media things, so oh, I, I hate this. Every time we have to talk about this, I hate it because I hate to sound like a fucking hater. And I see that Amelia does look really happy. But this Amelia Scott thing, it was her 20th birthday. They celebrated in Miami, Live Miami. Dave Grutman did the whole thing. You know, Scott got her that diamond cross. And she really was beaming and so beautiful and so happy. But it, I can't I, – I firmly cannot get on board with this. And honestly – I was so glad we didn't have the podcast when this went down because I was so repulsed to even talk about it. Now that it's been like a week, I guess I have settled in. But that story that he did of her, I'm sure you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about. When she's in like a bra and underwear and is from behind and she's reaching up and he made the caption something like, a little closer, almost there. I cannot tell you the amount of people that sent that to us, like not followers, even just people that we're friends with being like, are you guys as repulsed as I am? And we all had the same reaction. There was just something about it. Even though you acknowledge the age difference, you've known about the relationship, there was something about it that felt so creepy. And I can't help but feel that way. 
Yeah, it was definitely off. It, it just didn't feel right. Like, and he put it, it was on the cake too for her birthday party. And then with the whole birthday party in general, it's really hard for me to like watch them celebrate knowing that she legally can't even drink. It was just uncomfortable all over the place. And you're right. That story was just unnecessary. It felt gross and grimy and I felt weird seeing it. Obviously, he never would have posted that without her permission. And she kind of joked around about it being on board with it. But it almost felt like besides that fact. You know what I mean? Oh, it has nothing to do with that. I mean, obviously, that should go without saying, right? That like you don't post something of another person without their permission. But that was not even the concern here because I think she probably was down for it. It was way more than that. It was just like there are some things that don't need to be posted in that way. And not that anybody was oblivious as to their relationship, but there's just something about the way that he does it that makes it worse. Like, uh, you know, I, like I don't even have to try to find the words because I know people agree. And it's just that feeling of discomfort and like you really wish you never witnessed it. And that's coming from us who we want to see every single social media interaction there is to have. And that's one where like, you know what? Some things can just stay between the two of you. Right. And it's such an interesting conversation as well, because obviously there are a lot of celebrities specifically like, let's say Courtney and Travis that have posted, you know, PDA pictures or really like sexual pictures. It's not really about that. It's just more the intent behind what Scott posted or maybe it's just the age. It just felt off and grimy in a way that most other posts like this don't to me. Yeah. I, I I can't even tell you how much I agree and the amount of people that sent it to us. I'm talking non-Kardashian obsessed, like friends or followers. I'm talking like guys. Like I had multiple guy friends send this to me and be like, what the fuck is going on here? And that to me not to give men such a little credit, that to me is actually far more telling. Like that, yeah, that's like ears, you know what I mean? Like that their ears perked up in a way that I think most women's did. Totally, yes. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. I just I want them both to be happy. I just would like so love it to be individually. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess on happier relationship news though, Devin Booker and Kendall celebrated their one year anniversary together. She just posted those two really cute photos of them, one of them on the plane and one sitting with the dog. And then he had posted one that wrote like 365, 52, saying the days and the weeks. And I guess they had like that really pretty kind of waterfront celebration. I don't know. I, I'm into them together. Oh, I really like them together. I mean, we get so little obviously, but when they do post, I'm very on board. The way that I feel about it with Kendall is that the bar for her of even wanting to post any person is so, so, so low. Like that's just not something that she seems to get enjoyment from or satisfaction from. So even though we see a minimal amount as compared to her siblings, it still feels like so much because in my mind, I picture what went into even her wanting to throw something up in the first place. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely been posting him a little bit more than usual. I would say in the past couple of weeks, I'm so interested by their relationship because we get so little and I have the feeling that it's pretty serious or somewhat serious compared to her other relationships. So I am so excited to watch this play out in a couple of random <laughs> Instagram story posts throughout the next year or weeks or whatever it is. I was going to say, I'll see you this time, same time, same place. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. 
anything else you want to mention about anything? No, I think that's it. I think that's it too. Well, we love you guys. I'm so happy to be back. I think, you know, it's really nice and important to take time off, but it's also really fun to just like come back on and feel like you're talking to your friends. So thanks you for giving us that place. And like I said earlier, the black owned business and a few other things will be in the description. And I think that's all. We'll see you this week for Kardashians and then later for Bravo. We have to find out if we're getting the screeners because if we don't, Kardashian episode will go up on Friday and Bravo will go up on Thursday. But if we are, it'll be as normal. So we'll keep you posted and we love you guys. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.